Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with your host, Grace Hopper. Innocent until proven guilty is the mantra under the law, but when a man is accused of sexual assault, in reality, the maxim is guilty until proven innocent, insofar as the emphasis is the incriminated to establish his innocence. In instances where men find themselves the subject of an allegation by a woman that she has been sexually assaulted, the weight of assumption and prejudice, at least on a non-judicial level, is invariably against the man and in favor of the woman, even if the details are not known or clearly understood by people known to both parties. The adverse effect on men who find themselves in this traumatic situation far often no more than a minor transgression or consensual physical contact can be quite disturbing and even devastating. The feelings that a wrongly accused man can experience run the whole gamut from shame, opprobrium and lack of confidence being shown by family and friends, work colleagues through to depression, mental and physical health issues, drug and alcohol abuse, self-harming, and in extreme cases, suicide. What compounds the issue is that there is very little a man can do to access counselling or even someone to speak to as these services either don't exist or are few and far between. Because a woman has made a spurious allegation against a man, this in turn reinforces the misleading, inaccurate and false assumption that all men are therefore potential abusers and rapists. This is an opinion espoused by some radical feminists that encourages a dangerously extreme ideology, an agenda that plays out insistently on social media with serious consequences for both men and women. By displaying, admiring, affectionate and flirtatious tendencies, men run the risk of being misinterpreted as aggressive, threatening and abusive towards women, when in actuality they are being affectionate. Meanwhile, a rapacious predator who is a serial abuser is a genuine threat to women who has constantly avoided the judicial system and has always got away with it, will be out on the prowl. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Sharon Anderson, a brilliant psychotherapist for over 15 years. She is the CEO of Space to Be. Welcome, Sharon. Kindly tell us a bit about yourself. Hi. Hi, Grace. Good to be here. Yeah, I've worked um, as an um, integrative psychotherapist for over 15 years and also provide um, supervision and run workshops. Um, so I really, you know, what I've I've sort of that has been coming up lately, it's it's around this whole um issue of men and the support or lack of support for men um in all areas really of mental health. Um and some of the feedback I've got from my young male clients in their 20s and 30s is that there's a message for them to open up and, and explore their feelings, and yet when they're googling you know support there really is very very little out there um or for or they may um put the, their names on the waiting list within the nhs and some of my clients have been waiting years so I, I get a feeling from clients and from their friends male friends that they do not feel that they have the support necessary um even though they're being encouraged to open up you know as, as one of my clients put it 
we try what where's where to open up there doesn't seem to be anywhere moving on to a particular issue that i just i'm beginning to explore i don't have any heavy academic papers on this but i'd like to introduce it as a as a way of getting people to think about it a bit more and because it's an area that is is full of um misperception interpretation um different stories and it, it's around sexual assault um of course we have images of rape and sexual assault as being abusive and horrific and involving violence and um this is not to diminish what women have had to go through and still go through at the hands of men both with more commonly with domestic partners but also with strangers and how it's always women that are in the newspapers having suffered atrocious experiences or losing their lives through rape and sexual abuse. However, I'm also aware of another growing phenomena, and this is around men being falsely accused. Um, and what's come to light is that men are actually taking their lives because they feel that as soon as a woman suggests that they've been sexually assaulted, the word sexual assault can mean something as minimal as touching somebody without their consent, kissing somebody without their consent, um, and obviously as well as sexual intercourse, which really um, is not to say and, and support men to make excuses, but but there are issues around, let's, let's leave it at the level of just kissing, kissing and touching. And also, what happens when a man has an allegation against him? What support does he have? When I can I can I can I stop you there, Sharon? Okay. I was going to ask the question so so that you could start uh, giving the answers. So um, the question I actually putting forward to you is: male societal rate is high due to some women falsely accusing them of sexual assault. They are normally guilty by rumor and by association. Kindly shed more light on this. Yeah, um, what is happening now, because we have social media, is that there are incidences where the, we've got to take the term sexual assault. I mean, the rape crisis defines it as thus. Sexual assault happens when somebody touches another person in a sexual manner without their consent or when someone makes another person take part in a sexual activity with them without the person's consent. It includes unwanted kissing and sexual touching. Um, so what we're hearing in, in terms of um, the use of social media is that women may not actually press charges in terms of going to the police, A, maybe because some women feel that they won't be understood or even believed, though there have been those incidences, but B, if it were fully investigated, they could, in theory, be um, sued for wasting police time if they were making a false allegation. However, in terms of men, the impact on men and and feeling suicidal or taking their own lives, social media has now operating as a kangaroo, a kangaroo court. Um, and men feel as soon as the word sexual assault has been attached to them, that it all it almost indicates rape when it could have just been a kiss or a night out and um and then they've heard years down the line that a woman has been saying that she felt assaulted that she felt invaded and the rumor sort of takes on a life of its own 
And the word sexual assault, because it's an umbrella term for something where two people might be kissing and a woman might feel, no, I don't really want this, to actual rape. So it, with such a loaded word, it has devastating consequences for a man who feels that he's been wrongly accused. And um, rumours and people, it, I, I've seen friends' lives ruined personally in terms of the psychological distress because of um, rumours around sexual assault or all sorts of things. And it feels as if in everyday interaction, social interaction between men and women, men are feeling fearful and not knowing what the boundaries are. Um, and, and once the sexual assault claim has been made, they have felt emotionally, one, one client said to me, I feel emotionally raped. And I, I, even my friends are kind of acting a bit odd. And it's always like, you know, how can I prove that that wasn't the case? Um, so they're living in fear. And I think that there needs to be more support and more conversations around around this and maybe education for both men and women in terms of when they are together or they've had a few drinks they really need some kind of awareness around behavior and consent because it's totally changed the whole um it's shifted a lot obviously to protect women which is right but somehow it's left men vulnerable so men sometimes are damaged through reputation, for example, if a man is a playboy who is a serial dater, would you say the statement is true? Well, I mean, if, if somebody's known as a playboy or a serial dater, as long as their behavior is, isn't, isn't inappropriate and, and there isn't any sexual assault, I, I think that's a slightly different um, area. I mean, some men don't want to commit a relationship. They may have problems forming intimate relationships. Um, and if there's two consenting adults that want to have, have a brief fling or affair, then, then, then that's two consenting adults agreeing to it. Um, in terms of reputation, I think culturally, um, it's definitely shifted because women are much more proactive in, in their own um, lives now and what they want, which is a healthy thing. And, and um, perhaps the Playboy image is a little dated and, and not admired um, as it may have, would have been in the past. I mean, we had the whole incident in the Me Too movement, women claiming back their rights to be heard and, and to feel safe and, and not to be, um, and not to normalise certain behaviours, which, which I'm all in support for. But there is this line that, you know, that you could, that there's a term that I heard about feminazis and there's this weird kind of culture where all men are potential rapists and there's a lot of um, suspicion around, around the, the, the sort of behaviours in dating um, and men are struggling with this and they're feeling guilty um, for something they really haven't done and they're feeling it's sort of messing with their heads as my client put it because it, you know it, the, there's no written consent but but there are incidents where they feel you know the woman will wait for them to make the move they make the move the women, woman reciprocates they're going out they may kiss they and if a man asks if they want to make love she will say no and and that's it there, there should be no forcing or influencing 
But there are cases, and this is what concerns me, there are cases where even a kiss is being deemed a sexual assault. And to put that in the same um, bracket as rape, which association of violence and, and sexual intercourse, I think um, needs to be reconsidered or looked at in a, in a different light. And I'm not talking about any, a kiss that's forced on a woman through violence and she's in fear of, 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 her, of her life or herself. I'm talking about kisses where both of them were involved and then a woman has turned around later and may have said, I actually felt assaulted or she told friends that she felt a bit uncomfortable and they suggested to her that it's sexual assault. Um, and this is now, and this goes around on social media and the man has absolutely no space to defend himself apart from saying that was it's not how it happened um because men immediately feel guilty because all they see now is the fact that if they even look at a woman or touch a woman um it, it could be deemed sexually a, a sexual violation and i find that it, it's a really strange behavior to, to to pin down and it's making men feel very anxious and in worst cases feeling so helpless and hopeless that they've just taken their lives because they can't cope with the the backlash and, and having to defend themselves as something that they know that they really are not guilty of they just can't um and and of course it ruins their reputation so it's almost guilty before in, innocent so would you say because of this uh, some men when they believe that they are not guilty they don't want to press charges I think what's happening is that women are not taking it to court because it, um, and this, it, there seems to be a phenomenon where it's, women will, might suggest friends that they were sexually assaulted when, when it was probably an uncomfortable kiss or they weren't really wanting to go, wanting to have a relationship. I'm not talking about a woman feeling that she was forced to have intercourse. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking no. about the micro, um, um, interactions between men and women and it's so easy to now turn around and say I felt sexually assaulted in terms of, for, from a woman's perspective and these can be exaggerated and they have dire consequences and again I'm, it's the word sexual assault because most people think sexual assault rape rape is very different from a girl deciding she doesn't want to kiss anymore she doesn't doesn't want to um have sex make love and she feels that the, the man may may be disappointed that is not sexual assault if a man has um realized that a woman doesn't want to make love to have sex and he has pulled back he hasn't put any pressure on her um those actions are still being deemed as sexual assault because a woman could easily turn around and felt that he i think he was trying to pressurize me um, so on that assumption, on her perception, with no real facts involved, um, a man can easily be accused of sexual assault. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, can the man also press charges if he feels, you know, oh, this I is false? Well, I'm not sure about this. I mean, all I in, in some of the research I've done, all I've found is that if a woman actually presses charges through through the police and and and, and it becomes a criminal case, then and it was found that she'd made false allegations, then the man is able, she could be prosecuted for wasting police 
police time but I'm not sure in terms of defamation you know I, I, this is a great area for me do because when I researched it there didn't seem to be any help or support um legally for men all there was all there was was um a support group called falsely accused or accused.com and and that was a space where men could share their stories support each other um, and even there, there are stories of men taking their own lives. So it's quite grim when you when you sort of go onto it. Um, but there's not enough, I think, legal um, framework in place for men, or even mental health services for men to sort this out. Because all you get is this instant alarm bell going off about rape and assault, um, and it's it's almost distorts what's happening for the for the man in, in 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 this and how easy how so easy it is to make a false accusation and and the, and the terrible consequences um for the man when um those allegations are made i mean obviously it damages their reputation it damages them, damages them psychologically they they start to feel very fearful and as i've said before there are no support services that help them through this process. I I, I believe um, some men actually are fearful when it comes to approaching women because you know once uh, they've gone through something similar to what we are discussing now, they find it daunting to to interact with women, to want to have a date with a woman, and because they feel they feel very vulnerable. Uh, because of the incidents that occurred um, earlier on, maybe in their lives. Mm -hmm. But I, and like you said, psychologically, it does affect them. You find out that they are withdrawn and they, they really don't want to have any contact with women, so to speak. So what would you say are strategies that can be deployed by authorities uh, to help such uh, men? Well, I mean, there doesn't seem to be a legal route because it's if if you approach a solicitor, the, the response would probably be, "Has she made a, a charge against her?" And if not, there's no case to answer, right? So they think that's cut and dry. However, in terms of social media, um, and and um, which has an impact on people, and also certain friendship groups men obviously do feel vulnerable and as you say if they have been accused in the past it would definitely impact on the way they relate to women in the future and could have long-term consequences so the legal services aren't there and I'm, I suppose they will argue well if there's no criminal case there's nothing we can do however in terms of mental health services or support groups I definitely think there should be some open up some spaces for men to talk about sexual assault as a, as a topic as a subject and what it means and there's a shifting cultural change around contact and what's appropriate and what's inappropriate and I think lots of men are at a loss because I mean this is generalizing but it was usually the man that would do start the initial contact a woman would wait for a man to approach her and, and there's a kind of flirting ritual that would go on um but since the the idea of um sexual violence and um inappropriate touching 
I think men don't know where they are anymore. They don't know what to do in terms of behavior, social interaction. And they're fearful that even admiring a woman may be deemed as a sexual um, kind of invasion of a woman's space. So opening up, I think we definitely need mental health services or, or, or spaces where men can talk this through and, and become and have support what what do you do once the rumors out there how do you um support them because they do withdraw but they feel guilty without having when you're falsely accused there's this kind of phenomena where this is called the stereotype threat where you feel guilty and you feel judged even though you haven't haven't committed a crime or or, or what perception of that of the person who made the allegation is untrue it can have very negative effects so definitely some kind of mental health service or support group and there actually people. yeah so um men actually need the space to be able to speak out about what's going on for them psychologically uh, emotionally and mentally and also uh, i believe if this is done uh that will kind of creates some kind of awareness for the general public or society, and also um, increase the confidence for men to go out of there and do um, interact with women confident. Uh, yeah. Men would have more confidence to go out there and interact with women, have um, healthy relationships, yeah. so to, um, and have healthy relationships actually. So finally, what advice would you give to reduce the risk of suicide, especially amongst uh, young males or males generally who are going through a trying time? Yeah, I mean, men that are feeling feeling suicidal. um, Well, the first port of call, especially in the UK, is the 24-hour helpline, which is Samaritans. They're always there. So even just talking about it, whatever causes your feelings of suicide, talking about it and being listened to can have a, a really beneficial effect in reducing the emotional turmoil that you might be experiencing. So I always advise to just turn to Samaritans because they're there um, 24 seven. Um, it's important to talk to somebody about your feelings, not to feel isolated. Um, unfortunately, with the subject we're discussing today, men are definitely isolated in dealing with the issue because there are support groups and men are deemed the, 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 the perpetrators. You know, the language is so condemning of men in general. Um, so definitely seek support if you're feeling suicidal. Asking for help is, is, is a brave act, but it's your right. If you're not coping, you need to say, I have a right, I need support here. I don't need to manage this on my own. Um, and normalizing those suicidal thoughts because people do have suicidal thoughts, but um, once they've made some contact, acting on it is, is reduced massively. It's really reaching out and, and feeling that you really are not alone. And also that this awful incident will pass. Yes, thank you, Sharon, for your insightful comment on this particular sensitive subject. If listeners want to get in touch, how can they get in touch with you, Sharon? Um, well, just through um, community counselling, you know, which is a voluntary organisation. Um, so they can Google community counselling because we're based in East London. Yeah. 
I know you're the CEO of Space to Be. Yeah. But, Can you but give us your more, email address, please? But but it's my personal email address. So I'm I'm okay. doing more working. Space to Be is more about developing workshops. It's not doing counselling. Okay. So we're really it's more of a kind of um, educational platform that that we kind of want to work through developing workshops. So I mean, mainly the support will be you know your local NHS or obviously your GP but but definitely if you feel that you're isolated and you feel that you've got nobody to talk to you know reach for the phone and and call the Samaritans. Okay thank you so much for that. I hope um, listeners you've been able to glean some nuggets from what um, Sharon has discussed today. Please make sure you call the Samaritans or get professional help if you're having societal thoughts or societal ideation. I hope everybody will take the advice Sharon has preferred for this particular episode. I look forward to sharing with you in our next episode. And thank you so much, Sharon, for coming. Uh, this has been Grace Upper for Raza, Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. See you on the next episode. Be positive and be safe. Take care and bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Be safe and be positive. Thank you. See you on our next episode. If you've got any questions or inquiries, you can get in touch rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com or our social media platforms rising above shadows of abuse at tiktok rising above shadows of abuse twitter rising above abuse youtube rising above shadows of abuse